Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the Crypto Hipster, where I bring you the Crypto Corner, where I interview founders, co-founders, entrepreneurs, executives, thought leaders, and artists in crypto and blockchain. And today we are in for a real treat. I have an amazing artist. Uh, her name is Delek Dezen. Uh, she is the founder of uh, Dezen Brand and um, an amazing artist. So um, let's, uh, so Delek, welcome to the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. Very welcome. So let's uh, let's kick things off and ask you, um, what is your background and is a logical background for what you're doing now? Um, yeah, it's 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 very logical to me, but <laughs> we'll see um, how I ended up here in the in the NFT space and digital art and all of these things. Um, it was natural to me because um, I have a luxury fine art background and then my profession was in the luxury space. I designed products in the luxury space quite a long time. And then along with it, um, around 2012-13, I came across with digital manufacturing. That's how I start discovering more the digital creation part of what I'm doing at the moment. And that lead me to both practicing digital design more often and then discovering the digital production systems and combining these two together. And that led me what I'm doing today, which is literally 90% digital. And then with the pandemic, like everyone else, you know, we all trans transformed our lives towards more digital. That's also, I think, it has a big impact. Probably what I'm doing would come a few years later if if we never had the pandemic experience, but I think it speed, speed things up a little bit. So to me, is um, it's logical because it was already, um, I was already discovering this path and then, you know, um, but it was kind of hard to implement in our regular life, how to, how to design more digitally and create more digitally and how to bring the product to the market. It was a little bit like I was considering myself or someone like me more um, towards the future, but today is just what we're supposed to do. So yes, it is logical in that sense. Awesome. So uh, I want to first ask you, how has your collaboration with Tree Trunk uh, gone thus far and how has it been impactful to your art? Um, Tree Trunk is very, very special to me because it's just um, my collaboration with them is quite, um, quite impactful to what I'm doing because of two reasons actually how i found out about them is just it just happened you know it's one of these stories 
I was in um, in clubhouse hallway one of the evenings, late night, and then I I just jump in a room in a conversation. John was talking. John Wolpert, uh, the founder of the Tree Trunk, and I didn't know the beginning of the conversation, but he, what he was saying was um, speaking to me at that moment because uh, I was in the NFT space and coming from more traditional um, background. Uh, I had my hesitance in a way that I, I didn't have a reason to jump in. I also have a lot of reasons to try to understand better what I'm doing and how I can do it the best way I, I, it works for me, you know. Um, I wasn't someone that discovering everything in their 20s and then thinking that, oh my God, this is the end of the world, you know. So with that experience, um, John was talking about Tree Trunk, which was in very early stage. Uh, they only had like one page website at that moment, months ago. And I look at the web page and what he was saying is the, the strong point for me, the uh, keeping the exclusivity design or artwork to the artist forever. And at the moment, there were a lot of hacking were going on in the space. People were a um, little bit talking about the right click save as and then JPEG or the JPEG is the art. What's the value of the JPEG if they consider this art? You know, all this conversation still today it is going on. But um, six months, eight months back, it was more strong. And uh, so Tree Trunk was saying artists can uh, have their art forever, even if they sell the art in NFT space, as well as creating a new way of uh, monetizing it for the artist, which is already revolutionary in the space with the secondary sales, with type of like royalties and everything else that regular artists never um, think through before. They had the opportunity, but the art, whatever art market makes them available uh, you know, it, and it's very hard for the for the majority of the artists to get in that pipeline. So what he was saying was totally creating a type of literally licensing because it goes forever in a tree setup. It's not just the secondary or the third sale, but and also the other thing. I mean, this I learned later on, which makes tree trunk even more meaningful for me. Um, as an artist, being able to have the opportunity to decide whether you are keep that particular artwork as uh, one of like a traditional way, which I would love to have, have that, you know, because just because I'm making digital art or using the digital tools to make the art is probably better, better description, not necessarily make it um, uh, like I have to make zillion of them, or it's it's possible to copy forever. So that that devaluation of the digital art in that sense uh, was changing in Tree Trunk platform, which took my attention because of my background, uh, because of coming from the luxury market, the exclusivity, the creating one individual um, art piece or the product that you work on on it months, literally. So I, 
I always had a dilemma with the social media, for example, along the years, I worked with quite a big brands and, and individuals, collectors to create special uh, objects. Most of the time I was creating like object the art and some sense of accessories and things like this. I never publish my sketches, my designs, my drawings, anything on social media for 15 years because it just doesn't make sense. It just simply doesn't make sense. I don't need a social proof. I have my clients and the value of my design is actually being exclusive and being special. So how I can throw that to the global world that can you can see 10 different versions of it later on. So in tree trunk platform, if I'm having the actual artwork as an artist and no one else sees it, but I give the power of the, of the multiplying and being able to sell and creating royalties from them, that was just God's given to me, literally. And, um, you know, that, that, um, that can change many artists' uh, approach to their artwork in that space, I believe. And also it can help many artists to, to maybe um, take a time create um, better um, better system for themselves. For example, it can be a different case. You can create a mini collection and decide to give some of the royalties to, to an NGO or things like this. Or I can use it as a brand, not necessarily as a digital artist, just art piece. I can, I can utilize Treatrant as a brand too. There are so many, so many possibilities. So just, it wasn't a marketplace. Tree Trunk was giving us a new tool that we can use. That, that was like impressive to me. So I, uh, after I reached out to John, he was kind enough to invite me to beta group. And then from there, I was in their meetings, I was helping them as much as possible and all of these things. So here we are. And I'm looking forward to, to their main net launch actually this uh, beginning of June. And then in New York City in the big NFT event, they will have events and uh, several talks about the platform. I think more people will be surprised seeing that platform. Awesome. 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 So I said that three times. <laughs> um, <laughs> blockchain is not the first time that you have incorporated cutting edge uh, technology in your art, right? What have been some of the top innovations that you have achieved through your unique approach? Um, I think, I think when we say um, it's kind of like, that goes to my more my brand design that I founded. Um, I started um, thinking, I discovered the, uh, all these digital tools around 2012-13. I have a very traditional background, by the way. Like I have been trained in a so classic way. I studied Italian style drawings and sculpting. I have a bachelor art degree on. Um, fine pottery and sculpting. So coming from that background, um, when I say I, 
I start using digital tools, it's a whole new set of tools to me. So that, um, uh, after I see what I can do with these new tools, that the next thing you know, I was, okay, what are we doing with these tools? That's great to play, but how I can make, how I can utilize it. And then I start creating, um, like, piece by piece, what I was doing is more sculpting in, in virtual environments. I was using programs called like ZBrush or equivalent to Maya or, or, or Blender, something like that. But what I like it, I, I was really sculpting and there's this virtual clay ball and then you really use your hand to sculpt it. You don't go to menu to say, make this surface this and that. So if it's if it's that way, which is CAD design, I probably wouldn't like it. Uh, so I was able to use my hands the way I know. Um, that bring me to start creating, um, uh, sculpting like different pieces and trying to produce them. And then I, and at the meantime, um, I have, like I said, I have clients from all over, like different trades, they come to me and I create for them projects, meaning that whatever, pro, whatever object they need, I go through the design process and then um, produce the object and then they either sell it or whatever usage they have it. Um, so I start experimenting with my clients, some of them, and then uh, there was a winery here. Uh, they had a historical, uh, registered historical building that they want to have the sculpture of it. So that was one of the first cases I actually um, proved myself that is possible to digital something completely digital and produce completely digital and then create a gift item for a physical item for a winery and um but there is obstacles with that you know like you need services to create the digital production you need all of these because um um the way we set it up the supply chain and the manufacturing today or or in centuries it's not really efficient and more we more the globalizations happened we spread it everything to everywhere. It's great, but at the same time, it's not efficient and time consuming. So that experiments, like the individual project experiments, I was hitting the same wall uh, and the, the result was the longer timeline. So I start creating the digital manufacturing part in my studio in San Francisco. And I had like several machines. I was trying to figure out what works best because um, you are dealing with a physical product and then it needs to be appealing. At the end, it needs to be appealing and be beautiful. Um, so we we try so many techniques, you know, we were, we were trying 3D printing, casting, like combining everything you know so far, you need to combine and experiment. We So we come to the point that uh, what we are producing is very, very much appealing to a high-end winery setup, which is kind of like pretty good. Um, from that, uh, the innovation came 
within experiments because we realize we need faster machines, for example. And then one of our team members um, come up with an idea. So we design the part of the machine at the end and we have an IP on that. Um, uh, I think the innovation is on my part, seeing different different disciplines. You know, like I, I was creating a product for a complete luxury setup, but I was using the cutting edge technology. And then if you if you if you cannot create the bridge between that product doesn't sell. So I was experimenting to create that bridge and that was my question. And I I showed the first time my um private clientele. Um, it was interesting response. I was curious about it. I was thinking, are they like, what is going to be their perception of that particular product? Because they so used to be come to my studio, um, like they were accustomed to see the diamonds and then expensive things and the special brand names and everything else. And I, yet I'm putting in front of them a product made by bioplastic and saying that this is future. So it's like, I mean, we had a couple moments that there were faces and they didn't understand sometimes. And, um, and, uh, uh, and there were some misleading moments because they custom to see me as a high-end designer. They they didn't understand the price difference, for example, and all of these things. It's really hard. I think innovation, when you go back to your question, incorporating cutting-edge technology, and um, it's a process you need to understand the balance in the design and how this technology create the design, how you use the technology to create this design and the balance so you don't you don't take advantage of your customer as well as you don't mislead them and you do your best. And for that, like I like I did, I came across with some issues and I found solutions and with the innovations and in designing our machinery parts or figuring out a different paint to do the coding or all of these things is just a, a series of intentional uh, innovations, I guess. It's just complete the product. That's really My answer is a little bit long. <laughs> but no, that's that. great. It's great because, you know, you're the third sculptor that I've interviewed this past week. And people say, you know, NFTs are just JPEGs. And they're not. You know, there could be any type of art no. where you have a digital receipt. The digital receipt's on the blockchain. So it could be any kind of art. And it's the sculptor, you know, uh, I interviewed the, the founder of the Kildare House in Ireland. Um, and he uses gardener and sculpture. So, you know, a uh, sculptor. So, you know, uh, you're showing new use cases. So we, but you said a word there. You said, you said delicate, you said delicate balance and you said bridge, right? Yeah. So how do you think bringing more people into the NFT space is a delicate balance between, you know, what they've customarily done all their life and 
the new digital world? How, how do you bridge that delicately? I think that, that that's very hard for two reasons that I don't mean it's impossible and I'm actually actively working on it like whoever i know around me like trying to you know give a hand to make them understand it's gonna happen no matter what we are thinking today we will adopt 100 percent i don't know how long later but we will um the delicate delicate balance in that i guess um the hype is a little bit scary in the space and also I believe the pandemic effect uh, change probably the how we transform ourselves to the space. Let's say we didn't have this experience globally, we wouldn't stuck at home or majority of the world, and then no one was gonna be online in sleepless nights and gonna speed light speed that that NFT thing happening at the moment. You know, um, so this happened we can change that but right now i think the delicate balance of um understanding the difference of the projects in the nft space that's what i'm seeing like the biggest confusion i think from my, my this is my personal view from the observations i'm slightly latecomer to the space by the way like when i hit the rabbit hole it was like six months after literally it was the time Miami NFT event first time was happening so I'm slightly late comer that's why my timing is a little bit different than the majority of the artists in the space but I'm seeing a lot the confusion between the um, um, token projects let's say versus the art focus projects or, or let's say token focus projects versus art focus projects and and that's normal because at the end this was i think historic opportunity for many 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 artists who actually hit even worse than many other people because of the pandemic they totally lost their jobs and they didn't know what to do they probably have three maybe part-time jobs and everything was shut down and finding NFT something paying while we are at home, that's that's just unbelievable. And many artists jump in it. But later on, you know, you can sell here and there one one art piece. But what's the what's the continuous continuous um, 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 of these you know efforts? That that part is. I think at the moment is showing up more and more. I'm hearing the artist communities um, complaints or, you know, maybe pain because um, I think that's a, that's a right statement. Many artists doesn't completely understand the business part of the art. Um, because how we train the artists it's not that they are not capable because i'm one of them <laughs> and i learn in the hard way but um yeah i'm totally capable to create a startup raise money do all these business things 
but they didn't teach me in that art university. You know, I feel like I didn't know how to write and read when I graduated from the school. I wasn't aware of. I was aware of when I took my first marketing class. I realized, I remember saying myself, oh my God, I have a degree. I can create anything from zero. I'm capable to do that. But I don't know how to market. They don't teach me write and read. That was crazy. <laughs> so, you know, in the NFT space, it's the exact same thing. It's not about the JPEG. Like, I think art, some artists are getting into that wrong understanding. I have to create, like, one digital piece every day. I have to do more and more and more and more. And I'm posted, posted, posted on Instagram. I've seen sometimes, like, same artists posting three different pictures because it's easy to create in digital. Like, anyone can get an app and create something. Uh, some prominent artists are doing the exact same thing. And why they are rushing, I don't understand. It's not about the quantity. It's not about the, it's not only about, you know, versus the quality that you have to do in one painting, take your time for three weeks. Whatever is your time, take your time. But at the end, NFT, it's, it's in name, it's a token. It's a non-fungible token, 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 token. It's business. Token is business. So what's that mean? You are creating that token. You are creating that value. You are creating one penny, right? So when you look at it that way, it doesn't about the quantity or how many pictures you are putting on the Instagram. It's about how you position that token and how you plan that token. Um, it, it's a little bit confusing for all the artists, including myself. I'm trying to, you know, separate this uh, emotions and then getting crazy about digital art. I am crazy about. I mean, this is. I'm so happy to see this era in my lifetime because it's now. I know I can create forever. I think, but in the in the space right now, it's a little bit a transition moment, and the fine balance. Going back to your question, the fine balance is whoever is in the space at the moment. We need to um, keep working on 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 like creating ways to to transform other artists, other creatives to the space not necessarily the objective shouldn't be number one money objective should be understand this new space i think that that's that's the key point i think because we weren't able to create a value a token as an artist before it historically it wasn't we sell our art that was our compensation but right now we are able to create that token in the blockchain you know when you think about it i think that's re revolutionary for everyone so yeah. i i'm i'm helping i'm helping like wh whoever asked me questions and i'm hopefully towards the future, you know, a little bit when I settle down myself, I'm planning to help even more people because it will take time. I did a presentation at a university in 2019 
explaining the left brain and the right brain and how to toggle between the two. I didn't have a practical application in order to do that, but now, and I've done it on all my podcasts, my guests just don't know it, um, and they experience it, and they're like, oh, that was cool. How to toggle from, how to go from the left brain to the right brain, it's a process. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to go to your left brain right now, and uh, <laughs> you're talking a lot of creativity, and you have been highly decorated um, with many recent awards, right? And they not only include your portraits and put your sculptures, but you know, they they uh, go across demographics and nations, right? What makes your uh, you sought out as a as a leader in your industry, and why do why are you so decorated as you are? Um, that's I think that's the toughest question ever someone asked me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, I think the reason I never thought that question before. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, I think the reason is I'm always. I think progress attracts me, and I never stop working. That's that's the thing. Like I really do not stop working. It doesn't matter what it is. And to me, it's just I'm 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 a curious person in a way that trying to understand what's possible. Like possibility is just just it's it's not about the project I'm doing. It's not about the project I'm um, creating for. That's also another thing. I have the separation. I don't get impressed by the brands or by the people, except few artists like Ai Weiwei, for example. You know, like few important people. But like generally speaking, in business, it's I I have this capability of completely isolating myself and looking what's in front of me as a as a uh, as a problem in a way, you know, what I can create, what what is the background story of that piece, why I'm doing this, what's the project outcome, what's the project's outcome, you know, aesthetically for me, is it is it good enough, I'm, is, am I okay with it, and also let's say I'm creating it for um, going back to tree trunk, for example, my piece on tree trunk, is a unique piece and I created this for the tree trunk. That was my complete um, intention. So how I did it is I go I go search a lot. That's number one. Like it doesn't matter for me if I'm creating one accessory for a person or hundred uh, piece project for a brand. I need to do my research, meaning that I need to understand um, what's what's the need of the project even if it's an art piece there is a need like if it's an art piece i'm trying to state something or if it's a if it's a company they are they need something they need a product to fill some purpose you know um so what's the need and i search for it and i search visually as well as in in context and try to understand um and bring these two together. I think that I have this thing, like I feel everything needs to be connected somehow, and I try to find the connections. And once I find it, 
then then I sit down and start drawing. I think the reason that people recognize me globally or I have awards and all of these things, the other thing I have to tell, I'm never shy of um, entering any competition or any list or if anyone asks me, you know, would you like to get involved with this project? No matter what it is, and maybe I never done such a thing before, I'm usually curious. I'm like, oh, okay, let's try, you know, let's give a try. So probably that also have a part of, of my awards because I have different, like I have fashion award, I have a sustainability awards and I have artistic awards. It's completely different than each other, but I'm never shy and, and in and I always look for the connections and I think they are connected in, in a sense. Like I, I don't like to put myself and I think many artists are that way, but somehow uh, I think uh, when the art world become more like art markets, that art expectation from artists, like you have to have your style. They treat artists as more like a product. You have to have a certain style. It needs to be recognizable, this and that. And I I little bit reject that in my mind. So that's why I do different things. And I can prove that different things can be successful too, you know? Like, (laughs) you need to try. (laughs) All right, Lana, like. Um, So, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you today. This has been an amazing conversation. And I have one final question. Um, and it's how, and it's this, it's really easy. Um, how can people find out more information about you, about what you do, about your work? How can they do any of that? Um, you can go to my website, dilexazan.com. And, um, also you can find me in Clubhouse. I'm over there a lot. I like to talk. I'm in different groups. Like I teach voluntarily. We are scouting in Clubhouse. I have fashion group. You can find me as Bluebird in Metaverse as well. So, you know, feel free to reach out. And I think in in, in June, like, or from June, you can find me on 3Track platform as well. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Jamil. That was really a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.